0: Ladies and gentlemen, people of all gender expressions, thank you for checking out the North Bank Media Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Strevens, and joining me on the show this morning was my friend Roberto Alice. Now, Roberto and I recorded an episode of this podcast a few months ago and we both felt that it was subpar. I mean, I didn't really know what I was doing, not that I do now, but I didn't know what I was doing tech-wise. He felt like he could have delivered more. I felt like I could have provided more, so we decided to do it again, and he's one of the uh, one of the one of the people that I love to have a conversation with, period. So he's a natural fit for the podcast. Um, really enjoyed this conversation. Uh, touched on a lot of different things, business, you know, some social issues. Not really any politics, but you know, issues of self betterment, self development. Um, what what are important? What are the values we we sort of live by? And, uh, you know, always interesting to hear a perspective different than my own and doing my best to accept it without having to pass a judgment on it. And uh, we we did a little bit of talking about that too. So uh, really happy with this one. Had a lot of fun. My friend Roberto is a great speaker. Um, he owns and operates a digital agency called Spanglish. So you definitely got to check that out. They're doing some great content looking to unite Anglo and Hispanic business communities across North America. He's a guy with big dreams and a big vision. I love talking to him. Please enjoy my conversation with my friend, Roberto Alice.
1: view as well. I had the best view, actually.
0: Well, you're too kind. Uh. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: that's a hell yeah. of a view, yeah, that's Yeah, right for you, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> the background, actually, is quite nice. <laughs> that's, no, that's a hell of a view, so it is, uh,
0: we should say, Roberto, thank you for coming to meet me here. Uh, this is, We're at the Mr. Social Office on White Ave, Edmonton, kind of the new home of North Bank Media Podcast, so you're, uh, you're one of the first to, to come, and you're enjoying the view.
1: Thank you so much, Patrick, for having me here. Honestly, it's quite a nice view and it's quite a nice office. Good for you. I'm feel very proud of you, man. Thank you. I'm honored to be in your podcast.
0: Well, okay, but we should say you were on the podcast not to, uh, very early, early December. Yes. And it, we both felt like we could have done better.
1: Absolutely, man. Uh, especially myself, to be honest sure. with you. You are somebody very professional in also, I strive to communicate myself in a, very, in a very good way, in a very polished way. So I thought we could do absolutely better. Mm-hmm. And that's why we're here again. So that's I appreciate that.
0: Right on. So yeah, and that was cool. And that was, that was in December when times were a little bit more questionable. And so we did it over Zoom. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I didn't know what I was doing. The audio what didn't sound great. And there's something missing when you do it over Zoom, right?
1: It is man like uh, it's so much difference. It's so much different when you interact face to face yeah honestly uh, and soon in other platforms as Google meets and mm-hmm. you know many other platforms Microsoft teams as well provides an opportunity for us to connect and interconnect globally yet the energy that we transmit when we are together, or even mm-hmm. if we are two or four feet apart, as we are right now, mm-hmm. for instance. So everybody understands that we're still keeping the guidelines in place yes. and we're respectful of it. Mm-hmm. Also allows the opportunity to still have conversations that are meaningful. But it's something about when you really connect with people, when yeah. you really interact with people mm-hmm. one-on-one. And that's what I believe mess up in all of us as a mental health, that we are not able to do that. Uh, you know, Couldn't agree more. Thanks. <laughs>
0: So, but you're right though, like being able to connect over Zoom or whatever, there is still some advantages there, but there is definitely the the most important thing is missing, which is being able to look, look at the person, look in their eyes, and an energy, you call it an energy.
1: Absolutely. Also, something that I found on, on Zoom or, those, or the, um, any other kind of platforms in, in that, that nature is that I don't know, man. I guess that we get distracted also in the way that we look because you can see your screen and maybe you don't think about it, but yeah. subconsciously you are so self-aware and you get easily distracted by, oh, am I looking good? Am I looking presentable? You know, sometimes people don't even, uh, it happens to me, even think about dressing
2: up, sure. yeah.
1: right, for a meeting right? Uh, because you take for granted you are comfy in your T-shirt and yep. okay, right? But, uh <laughs> When you actually going to meet somebody for business purposes, particularly, of course, Mm -hmm. you look your best, but you're not thinking about it. Like this moment, for instance, Mm -hmm. I'm just looking at you, talking to you, and I think about, oh, my camera is off, or (laughs) my video is is freeze. And you know what I mean? Those are kind of the glitches that happen in the moment that can easily distract us, and the experience, Mm -hmm. therefore, is not the same.
0: And that's deadly, actually, is being able to see yourself, because that's not at all normal. Yeah. You almost shouldn't be able to see yourself on Zoom. I mean, I can understand why, but I'm guilty of sometimes I'm I'm like I'm staring at myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Right? So, well, it's it's kind of interesting too because we're here at Mr. Social, which is a digital marketing agency. So in some sense, this is kind of your competition, but maybe there's a partnership to be had here, but I don't. Let's go there. You, yeah. you recently founded your own digital agency.
1: Yes, absolutely. I call it Spanglish. Spanglish that online. And to be honest with you, yes, you're right. There might be perceived as competition, but mm. what is really competitions, man? When there is an opportunity for collaboration, to be honest with you, and that's my always my approach. If I can be of help to somebody. And, of course, they can see the value that I bring to the table. Wonderful. And also can see the value they bring to the table. Wonderful. We can work together. I think that the problem that we all have, Patrick, Mm -hmm. is our mindset, is the short of vision, is thinking that there is limited resources. And something that I become more aware of is that we live in a vast universe. We live also... A wonderful country that provides a lot of opportunities to a lot of people, mm-hmm. a lot of entrepreneurs, and we need to believe in ourselves that we need to create those opportunities. And therefore, if my target market are the 60 million Hispanics that live in the United States, right. and we have uniqueness in our work and the talent as a workforce also that we have in my company, for instance, mm-hmm. more than 10 individuals that work with us. Actually, you have done a lot of work also for us, uh, great work in doing the video ads, you know, for some of our clients. Having individuals like yourself here in Canada, the, the experts in IT as well in, here in Canada, mm-hmm. artificial intelligence in Germany and the United States and here in Canada, and also other individuals as well that they are wonderful in in the industry as graphic designers, web mm-hmm. developers, uh, you know, communications professionals from all over Latin America. Then we have something to offer to, to the industry. And I mentioned this not as a way to... Uh, say uh, this is a not about us. It's just to say I know. It's just a way to put it's a way to put it in, into a frame. Mm-hmm. I know who I am and I know what my te- my people is, and my people also offers value as everybody else does.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And again, there is particular clients they need particular services that mm-hmm. need that connection. And if they connect with me and with my people and my company, wonderful. I don't have to be aware. Uh, Better say, I don't have to be afraid of the competition. Right on. And instead, embrace it as an opportunity to collaborate and to really see the best opportunities that are out there.
0: And I love what you hit on there. I don't know exactly the word you use, but there is not a finite amount of, you know, capitalism, economics would have it that there is a finite amount of resources. And, and maybe that's the case in some ways. But from a personal <coughs> standpoint, it's like, I can't feel like because you're succeeding, I can't succeed or you're taking opportunities from me. Like I can create opportunities. I can find new niches. I can I can go where only I can go. Maybe that's the key is to, like you say, you know what you offer, so offer it.
1: You you, you nail it. Honestly, you had the nail on the head on that one. I think again, it's a mindset, my man. Uh, for me, coming from a third world country, which mm-hmm. I have a lot of, great experiences from my Latin American culture also have a lot of, I have a lot to learn from the North American culture. I'm still learning after 14 years. I embrace this culture. Mm -hmm. I embrace the language, the culture, the people. Um, But when you combine both, it really comes back to what is my mindset, right? What I've been taught since I was a toddler and what are my core beliefs Mm -hmm. even now? And the problem on that is that if we don't evaluate ourselves often, even every day, which I have certain rituals that I mm-hmm. have learned from very successful people and I have applied into, into my own life, if we don't uh, implement certain set of habits, right, daily habits or morning routines, mm-hmm. then we are missing the opportunity to grow. And i mentioned it this way because. Yes, there are times that has happened that you think that way. There are times that you are afraid of your competition. And then you think, where am I allocating my energy? Right. Is my energy allocating to me, what I, my focus, and to what I want to achieve? Mm-hmm. And that's all that matters? Or is my energy sworn or being directed by other people? But who is allowing that in the first place? It is me. Yes. And only me. And once you understand that, oh, man, it's, it's very hard to establish your core values and to be consistent on it every day. But once you are, believe me, man, everything lines out for you. That's why most of the time I'm not worried about money. I'm not worried about the clients Mm -hmm. because (laughs) I'm very certain and sure to myself what I want to take my team, what I want to take my company, Mm -hmm. what I want to take myself and the kind of individuals Projects and companies that I want to work with. And in order to do that, you have to let go what has been the, for lack of a better word, I would say it as it is, um, the projects, the people, even ungrateful f- f- with them as clients, mm-hmm. because gratitude is very important. You need to understand where you're heading to. And in order to, to achieve a bigger version of yourself, you need also to change your strategy. You also need to change and say, this is the kind of projects I want to work with. <laughs> this is the kind of people I want to work with. Right. And I'm not going to be distracted until this happens. And it happens. It might take 30 days, 60 days, or 90 days, but it will come to you.
2: Right.
0: And to really do that, it might be a lifetime project. What you're talking about is, is and what I tried to talk to you about last time, and what i was been trying to talk about on this show is... Uh, Everything, the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. Mm. So what you're talking about is like, you're not saying, well, this is my strategy for for lead generation. This is my strategy for client onboarding. This is, it's like you have a singular philosophy to life or we're working on that. And that's directs your, uh, every move. And you're not worried about external validation, you know, Or, 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 living up to somebody else's standards. I mean, somebody else's standards aren't even relevant in some ways because that's over there. Mm-hmm. Everything's in here.
1: Again, you nail it, man. Um, I, will say, I will say that, yes, you need to determine, again, your core values mm. and why you're doing certain things. But also, I find that you also need to understand that you need quality me time. And by saying this, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: we are bombarded so much by society and the way that things should be doing. Even now, social media is crazy the level of engagement that we have in our social media platforms. Even if you are not an entrepreneur, but because X or Y friend posts this or that, then you feel certain level of competition to do better or when your ex posts certain things for instance you want to pay her back like oh i will show you i'm more happy than you
0: you're not still thinking about her are you roberto no i'm
1: not (laughs) (laughs) but put this as a point of reference because at any time at any time um at any given time again we need to understand is this helping me right is the energy i want to transmit and i'm doing this genuinely for me and when you realize that you actually do then, as you said, you don't worry about what the external factors are what third-party people would think about mm-hmm. the way they do things. But now it's very important to identify that if you if you need to change something, mm-hmm. be willing to change it. Because, to be honest, we want things to work in a certain way, but in the world of business and the entrepreneurial world, <laughs> many times it doesn't happen that way. And we need to yeah, we need to pivot. We need to change the way, the strategy, mm-hmm. the way that we connect and uh, just be willing to learn. And that's something that I feel, I feel that no matter our age, we are so close-minded in the way we want things to work sometimes that we don't allow ourselves. And this is apply for every relationship, right? Mm-hmm. We don't allow ourselves to be quiet and to listen. Mm-hmm. That is something that I've been working on myself, to be honest with you, during the years, and I still do. Mm-hmm. Because I like to talk a lot. But what I found more success is when I shut up. I actually listen more to people. <laughs> and I find it fascinating because a lot of people, even those who are introverted, mm. when you find an opportunity to connect with them, they like to talk also about themselves, lots. And when you actually have the key to open that opportunity of interaction, and, right. and you know, interaction with them, it's beautiful because people really open up. At least I have that gift, and it's something that I'm valuing. People open up to you, you know you learn a lot Mm -hmm. and also you are more um prepared to help them to achieve what they want to achieve particularly in the the business world so i would say yes it's it's part of having uh having a genuine approach to everything you do Mm -hmm. and most of the time as you said it's with your heart that you do things but also when you put your mind in terms of the strategies also you need to see the big picture and see the big picture and see if you need to change something, right? right, And, and also, yeah, care for for the other person too, right? You know what I mean? Is state your values,
2: mm-hmm.
1: be firm on it, but also allow the other person to, to express what their values are and respect them and, and value them.
0: Couldn't have said it better. Where do you think that closed-mindedness comes from? Like some people, like yourself, And me to a certain extent, like we're entrepreneurial, like we're self-employed, we're, we are really responsible for our success day to day as is, you know, but we are really. So, but do you think that willingness to be open-minded and really what you're saying is be honest with yourself? Is that something that you've, you said you're cultivating, you're improving it, but is there something in you that's like, I guess like for me, it's like, I'm not going to be financially uh, stable if I don't be honest with myself and say, why is it not succeeding? And I'm not going to have good relationships if I don't look in the mirror and say, this is where I dropped the ball. Like this is where i screwed Roberto over taking a month to get the damn footage to the editor for whatever, <laughs> you know, like, but you, ha- and for me, Roberto, that ruthless honesty feels so damn good mm-hmm. when you can really do it.
1: Yeah. You know, yeah. You know Patrick, it's, it's amazing that you touch on that question. It's a, it's a fascinating question and also awesome in comment as well, man. You know, what I'm sharing with you, Patrick, and for everybody that is listening, it's not something that I'm perfect at. it. Right. It's something that I'm aware of it, and it's something I've been working on for the last four or five years. And I have seen my growth spiritually, emotionally, physically, in many ways, because it's applied to my fitness. I love to go for runs, as, as you know. <laughs> I love to. Now that the jeans are going to be open again, I'm very happy, because that's one of my uh, my. <laughs> escapes per se something that makes me feel good my meditation all that stuff right and i mention this because all that is part of the essence of who i who i am mm. and who i want to become who wants to trans- transform myself into mm. a better man a better person a better entrepreneur a better friend mm-hmm. right and, and on that on that
2: mm-hmm.
1: it goes back to again understanding what is the story that we tell ourselves? Interesting. That, that's about it, man. We have our own stories. Like, we have also a set of interpretation of somebody saying something, but mm-hmm. it's not what the other person meant to. That's why not old-fashioned in the way not sending text. I prefer to have the conversation one-on-one. Right. Because... Text, for instance, can be interpreted by the person who is reading in a way that is different than what the sender has meant to it. Right, it creates a lot of conflict just because the person that is the recipient and their moment, and their mood yeah. influence a lot the way mm-hmm. that they perceive the message. And that's for everything. So having a phone conversation, having that interaction one-on-one allows the opportunity to have a better uh, understanding um, without deviating so much out of the point. The important thing here is understanding what is the storytelling you're telling yourself every day, mm. but also what is the definition of success. Because for me, it has changed. Okay. Of course, money is important, and I love it. But it's not the main reason why I do what I do. I found that if I can escape to the mountains, for instance, would I have done it, mm-hmm. in the past, I had a problem that I would be judged by my clients or whoever I work with, that I am in the mountains that are working hard. Shame on me. Why am doing this? And then you need to realize that, exactly, you need to realize that I'm doing it because I need it. Yep. And to be honest, I own my own boss and I respect the time of my clients. I'm doing their work. My team are doing the work. That's all that matters. If I can do the work in two hours or four hours, to be honest, that's the quality time that I'm putting into, into a project. And I need to understand that I, that's the experience that I have. That I mm-hmm. have achieved for 15, 20, 25 years, mm-hmm. 30 years even. Sure. You know? In understanding that, I'm more comfortable to say, yes, spontaneously going to the mountains or, or going to Vancouver Island or, or to Vancouver or when I can travel to Central America for one week. I have my equipment with me. I can communicate with my clients. I always, you know, on the phone, on the emails. Yes. So I have to feel good about it. Mm-hmm. But that comes back to helping you mm-hmm. and just yourself understanding the reason why you do things. And I do it for that, that freedom, Patrick, the freedom that you and I have right now here, having a coffee and asking my boss if I can take an hour and a half or two hours of my time because I want to be in a podcast with a good friend, Mm -hmm. right? And also a a colleague and and, and business collaborator. But again, it's really understanding that, and that's what I'm doing for. And you have a lot of successful people like Gary Vee, Tony Robbins, um, um, uh, Steve Harvey. In all these individuals, Darren Hardy as well, the CEO of Success Magazine, mm-hmm. all these individuals are hardcore, hardworking individuals, but also they understand when they need time for a break, Right. they do it. When they need time, they do it. And they do it for that same reason, the freedom. I'm doing it for that reason. Hmm. And to the point that I trust absolutely God and the universe mm-hmm. to... To provide me the rest, honestly. This yeah. is what I want, like a list. This is what I want, this is what I want, this is what I want. And actually work on manifestation. Mm. And this might sound crazy to you if you're not so much into it. <laughs> fair enough. Mm-hmm. But if you are, again, allowing yourself to be open-minded, we need to understand that we have a lot of power within it. And it's in our own hands. Yes. And so we really need to understand, what is the kind of life? Asking ourselves those key questions. What is the, what is the kind of life that I really want to? And once you understand that, Patrick, mm-hmm. and it's not easy, you understand why there are some people that are still in your life. Mm-hmm. And that's why, and also why there are some people, even significant others and partners and, and people that you've been working with, they are not more in your life because you have put it out there in the universe. This is what I want. And in order for you to achieve that mm-hmm. kind of a stage in your life, there is something that needs to be sacrificed. <laughs> And the universe will do it for you. And it's painful? (laughs) Yes, it is. Sometimes. But yeah, sometimes. And sometimes it's very rewarding. You're right. But that is part of the process.
0: It is. And it's. I have a similar belief. When you're talking about manifesting, you're talking about the universe doing things for you. I don't think that's too far off. I look at it. People talk about karma, where there's sort of an equal, there's a reaction to an action. But to me, rather than karma, it's almost like, however I behave is necessarily going to lead to a result. This is this is hard to explain, but it's like, it's not karma. There's not a third party force making those interactions. But I really do believe that you get exactly what you deserve. And like you're going to put yourself in situations where you're going to get what you get. And you're going to keep putting yourself in those situations. And you're going to keep getting what you're getting for better or for worse. Mm. It's like, whatever you foster will grow. It'll, it'll persist, you know?
1: I love to ask you a question on that if I may. Um how how do you think you can have control on that moment?
2: Well,
0: some people so you're talking about free will almost. It's like how much free will do you really have? And it's a big question. It's one of the oldest questions. Uh, to me it's like it's what you're talking about. It's it's honesty. It's it's stating your your mission statement for your life. It's like what values do I live by? What's important to me and and how How consistent am I going to be in doing doing this shit? It's like, Mm -hmm. if you let it slide for a day, fine. Let it slide for a week, now you're fucked. Let it slide for a, a month, you may never get back. And I'm talking about personal health, fitness, nutrition, or business. Like, if I just stopped calling clients back for a month, where would that, you know? But again, there's also that delicate balance. But I think it goes back to what we're saying is like, there's one approach to everything. And some people say it's living under God. To me, it is living under God, not God in a Christian sense, but there's the ideal. How close can I get?
1: Yeah. You know, it is interesting, again, uh, to learn from different individuals as as we have in this conversation. Um, I think that we miss the point many times, man, um, being happy. To be honest, just right. this moment right now sure. makes me happy, man. You know, uh, for me, for instance, driving, relaxes me. There's people yeah. that say, driving, what but somebody, um, which is one of my spiritual, uh, guides, uh, he actually told me, I understand that you want to drive and relax you, but he said it's interesting because you need a point from, to go from point A from point B, you need a destination. Hmm. And I never see it that way and he nailed it. And you know, I like, mm. because every time that I drive, for instance, when I go for a road trip, it yep. also puts my mind at ease and allows the opportunity for me to boost my creativity. Okay. But I need to go somewhere. I just don't need just to drive around. I feel tense. But when I have a destination, I wow. feel excitement. And then, you know, when I take one hour, two hours, or three hours of road trip, huh. even if I stay overnight or just to go there and back, that's a destination. And I feel accomplished. And, and if you look at it, That's the way that I look at everything. But that's happiness. For me, also, you know, again, travel is one of the things that makes me very happy. Mm -hmm. Right? And so when I cannot travel now, I need to find ways to stimulate that part of me. Because in the end, we all release chemicals in our brain, in our body. Mm -hmm. And when you said about behavior, for instance, uh, to have this set of habits established, Mm-hmm. We also need, again, to implement into both creativity, motivation, determination. Right. But that leads, again, to the happiness. Am I happy or not? Mm-hmm. And if I'm not, what do I need to do to feel happy? Because it is on us. Because if you channel your energy to feel sad, mm-hmm. everything, as crazy as it <laughs> sounds, it will line up. All of a sudden, you are really listening to the radio, and it's a, a sad song play. Right. Which you feel more sad about it, but you like it kind of thing. Sure. But you change the channel, right? (laughs) And you look for things that make you happy and you're starting to stimulate yourself, Mm -hmm. right? Then, you know, a lot of great chemicals will come to you that will boost the rest of of, uh, your creativity, determination, and all that. Mm. And the point is, if you find a way to be happy and do things that make you happy, then you will do things in a more relaxed way in a more you know comfortable way and as you said uh trusting that there is a higher being you know with you Mm. and part of you that guides your steps whether you want to believe it there's a god as the christian faith or as a god you know as a spirit or as a god as the universe all that is right in my view but you need to understand that self-love and self-respect always comes forward Mm. always comes first sorry and moves you forward
2: yeah.
0: It, and you know what it's it's so sometimes it's cliché for 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 people just to take to say oh I need time for myself or oh I need I need a break I need it but like you really do almost need equal parts where you're stressing yourself working your ass off you know not trying to please people but doing stuff for people yep. providing and then you re- it's crazy to think, but what do you think? Like, do you think it might be a 50-50 split? Like, do you think you need as much rest as you do maybe even more if you're really going hard and you're really growing every day?
1: I think that is not the definition and the number, to be honest sure. with you. I, I think it comes back to yourself. The problem is that we don't we identify that. Like, for instance, your body telling you I'm tired and I need to sleep. Right. And you push it, you push it, and you push it. You will crash. Yeah. Or, or you need to eat, and then you escape it because... It happens to me. For instance, I'm so into the work that I'm doing, mm-hmm. and I'm fulfilled by that, that I escape a meal or two, and then all of a sudden every day makes a habit. That's a problem. Yeah. And I don't see it as a problem, but it is a problem. Mm-hmm. So I need to even force myself, for instance, to eat something, so I keep going with the, with the workload, right? Right. And, and again, that, that is uh, something that fulfills me, for instance, of when I'm helping somebody or my clients, that is something that time goes by so fast. Mm. I think that to your point, it's about being again self-aware yeah. and understanding where where your needs are mm. as an individual. And if you need to sleep ten hours just because you need to sleep those ten hours out of a busy week, right? Then do it, mm-hmm. right? Because then you're working sometimes, you know, 15 hours, 18 hours in a day, right? right. Or, or going to bed at 2 a.m. or 3 a.m. just because you're working on stuff. Absolutely mm-hmm. understandable. But remember something, work is still there. Life will continue whether you are alive or not. And if you are not taking care of yourself, and that's something that I'm saying to myself, to be honest with you, and I'm mm-hmm. trying to be much better now, right. is, hey, chill. Because <laughs> what is frustrating sometimes, Patrick, is you see people that are very successful and they're not working as hard as you. They're not putting as many hours as you. Mm. That's what you see in the surface. Right. But what really happens is that these people have mastered the way of using their quality time. There's a great book by Tim Ferriss which is called The 4-Hour Week. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> you will think about it that that's nuts, right? Mm-hmm. But what really is the intention that is understand what is the quality of time that you put on, right? And understanding that if other people are successful putting less hours of their time than you tend to be frustrated. Smart up Learn what they have done <laughs> yeah. to improve, right? right? The method and how to be more efficient, utilizing less time. Mm-hmm. And so you can use more of the quality of time and the things that are important. Mm-hmm. Because part of also being successful, in my view, is to create passive income. Yeah. You know? And there are many venues nowadays that you can do, but also we need to be patient. Right. And it's something that I'm nurturing and practicing every day because I'm not patient, man, many times. I want things to be done
0: right now. Right? Now, 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 yeah.
1: So on that, understanding all that, also I will tell you, man, the times that I feel better is when I allow myself to, to have that time, to have that time to relax, to have that time to, to mm-hmm. focus, to be grateful, right. to really feel the gratitude for what I have, but also what is coming. And having the certainty within you, it feels so good. Mm. And it's, that is exactly the key to manifest it. And I'm telling you, it has happened. The problem you have to deal with every day is that truly understanding that's the way, mm. truly understanding to let everything else go, not to have everything that distracts you. And with that, understanding if you need to eat now, you eat right. now. If you need to sleep now, just sleep now. Mm-hmm. Your body is telling you, but yeah. also when there's an opportunity for you to give it your best and to give it your all, then you push it, right? It's like it's, – I love speed, man. It's like a driving, right? If you go on the highway, then it tells you already right, it's 110, mm-hmm. okay? Then you don't go up 50. <laughs> you give it 110, right? Right. So in that way, it's the same way. Your body's telling you when you need to go top speed, right. when to slow down. Mm. Just listen to it.
0: You got to listen to your body because it, it sends you signals – Every second, every millisecond. I've been thinking about something. Tell me what you think about this. About when I'm the most stressed, and when I'm the most off course is when I'm. I'm calling it temporal instability, meaning the the time, uh, the time frame, or the concept of time that I'm operating in isn't the present. If mm. I'm if I'm living ten years down the future road, which you have to take those times to. To forecast. But if I'm spending hours thinking, Am I gonna have kids? Am I gonna get married? Am I ever gonna buy a house? Am I gonna rent this goddamn house forever? That's no way to live. No. And on the other hand, if I'm living in the past on I can't believe I did that, I can't believe I did that. I can't believe I did that. Holy shit, look where I ended up. And (laughs) if you so is that what meditation is for you to bring push all that shit out and come back to the present, like really in the present, the moment.
1: You know what's funny? You're right on that, it happens to all of us, and I live on those stages, man. That's right. one of the hardest things for me. But yes, meditation really helps me to shut off all that and shut right. up my voice on the story I've been telling myself about the guilt mm-hmm. that I still carry on my own, that I could do things better right. and in the past. And also for me the, to live the present and the future. Sorry, to live the future and the present. Mm. But many times we mm-hmm. live... The present always thinking about the future. And that produce a lot of stress and anxiety. More than trust, comfort, and happiness. Mm-hmm. When you live in the present, and again, for, to your point, meditation allows me to live in the present. But also understand my past that is in the past and be okay with it. And yeah. every day forgiving myself for the things that I didn't achieve in the way that I wanted. Mm-hmm. Or for things that I feel guilty about it knowing that i'm a human being i made mistakes and i mm. didn't make it with the bad intention that's all that matters if i did it with the bad intention then i need to forgive myself more but if i didn't mm. for something that happened i need to forgive myself and let it go
2: yeah
1: again moving it's like a tear stretches uh, sorry three stages Mm. The past The present and the future The present is always In the middle But what is interesting About the present Patrick Is the only thing That we have guaranteed That is happening Right at now and that's what we don't understand, right? Because we are so worried about tomorrow. We're so worried about, and we all have responsibilities. We also worry about the cash flow, the the bills to pay, the cost for operations, the customer acquisition cost, yeah. uh, the return on investment, the R and D, the, the mm-hmm. clients. <laughs> oh man, it's a lot of shit to be worried on. <laughs> Fuck that. So you need to fucking let it go, man. In yeah. my language, but it's truly, honestly the hard truth. You need to let it go. You need to understand who you are Mm. and to be okay with it, to be happy with because we, as entrepreneurs, we are service providers. Always. And so we're always aware of how my client X or Y think about this and that and they're happy or not. And we always allocate where the other person happiness is Mm -hmm. than ourselves. It's a good thing Mm -hmm. if we know when to activate it. But yeah. if it's all the time there, man can be can be very exhaustive, can be very tiring. And so living the present is about really living the present, feeling that your future is already taken care of mm. and that things will line up for you and feeling that way. So feeling that things will manifest. Right. Feeling. Feeling is key. Mm. Hard to do. You need literally an hour of meditation to do that, but that's what meditation provides to me. And also what it provides for me is full control. Even before my day starts. And I feel guilty sometimes because my day starts, for instance, sometimes at 9 a.m. When people start at 8 a.m., I'm not like any other person. And I need to understand that. Yes. If I will be up between 6 and 7 and it takes me an hour or an hour and a half to meditate, but that will provide me full control of my day yeah. and will make me feel good. And then I need another hour mm-hmm. or an hour and a half for a run or whatever. And I still can be productive in my day. You know what? So be it. This is what I need. Yeah. Period. And this is what helps me to be happy in the present moment and to understand and feel that the future is already taken care of and is coming to me. Then I don't need to chase it. Mm. The problem is that we feel that we need to chase it because we are chasers by nature. We are hunters, especially men. So I love to be a hunter, to be honest with you. I love a good challenge too. But also need to understand that, hey, let it be. This is what I want. It's like commanding to yourself. Listen, this is what I want. Mm -hmm. This is what I want to be manifested in my life. It's reading on down, mm-hmm. it's done. Truly believing on it, feel it, mm-hmm. move on, leave the present. Fully, happy.
0: You know, it's like there's there's all these challenges, there's all these goals that we could take on and achieve.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You can build your business, build a family, build a house, I don't know, help people, you know, whatever you want to do. But it's like the person that masters themselves over their lifetime masters those urges, masters that, that getting rid of that fear of time, that to me is is the hero's quest. That is heroic. Like you could end up with a small net worth and maybe you don't even have kids. Maybe you don't even get married. Sure. All those are external to me. If you slay all those demons, all that childhood trauma, put all that crap away, if you're able to master that, I think that's, to me, everything else is, is gravy. You know, like We're not even talking about business anymore. We're talking about this concept that we're cursed with of being able to understand time on a spectrum of future, past, present. That's the real human condition in some ways. And to me, it's like if I could go throughout the day without ever needing to know what time it was or how much time I had until I had to do something or how much time I've been doing something for, that to me is something like freedom, being free of that curse of being able to see <laughs> three i don't know what whatever you want to call it three-dimensional right
1: you know we'll take a little further actually, actually will say it's a four dimension
2: four dimensions
1: four dimension even okay. because you know i couldn't be more agree with you on that it's easy to say very easy to say it put, put into practice is the hard the hard part man mm-hmm. um Again, it comes back to to understand, man. Again, what is the reason of you doing things? And if you're not happy doing it, then why are you doing it, man? Like, literally. Because we allow society to direct our lives from the way that we grow up. You know, what people will say about you if you don't do this. What, are what people will say. And we've been conditioning. Yep. And then we carry on ourselves to be conditioned by it. But then the disruptive opportunity and disruptors actually are people that do things differently and what is cool about even the access that we have nowadays through social media Mm -hmm. is the fact that these people are finding a lot of individuals following them just because they're doing things differently and to your point on mastering that is constant you know there is people that have done it already and they have already like kind of a plan per se how to do things from eight to set sure um, but goes back to mastering the essentials, um, being happy and being comfortable, right? With who you are. Doesn't mean to be comfortable in, in staying where you're at and be limited in the way that the blessings can be provided to you, hmm. because that's a big mistake in my view. And we're all being conditioned by our environment or parents, society, school, whatever you want to call it. But in the end, it comes back to you again. Who am I? and who I'm becoming, who is the ideal person that I want to become. Mm -hmm. In order to do that, what are the things that I need to do? And the first thing is for sure being happy with myself. Understanding that things will line up for me Mm -hmm. in the right time, in the right way. Mm -hmm. And I don't need to overthink so much on that. And that's another problem that we have too. (laughs)
0: Let me ask you how important, like is happiness your number one goal?
1: Absolutely, man. Is it? Oh, yeah.
0: Because some people, oh, I don't want to say some people, I, I think for me it might not be. I think for me it might be something like I'm searching for that unity and like the pursuit of happiness. Like, would you rather be happy or would you rather live a meaningful life and provide a meaning or, or just eh, even meaning is a throwaway word. But, okay, let me just ask you that. Yeah. Is, is happiness the top of the pyramid for you? Is that what everything is driven at being happy?
1: But happiness is a state of mind too, in, the way, in the way I look at it. Sure. Because what people don't understand is that, again, for instance, again, I will, I will go with a breakup because, I mean, if you give yourself, let's say, for instance, a relationship and things didn't work out the way you wanted, it's very painful,
2: mm-hmm. right?
1: And you're in that moment. But you also, you are in that moment. And, and the problem is that you are aware of it, but you like it so much because you want to feel sorry so much about yourself <laughs> and you want other people to feel sorry about you. Sure. And of course, it's, it's fucking hard. Mm-hmm. But then, in that moment, you switch. And go like, effort I need to feel happy now. So you play comedy, you play something, you know, that makes you feel happy, makes you, be, you know, have a big laugh.
2: Yeah. The
1: mood changes just like that, man. And, you know, so happiness, again, is a state of mind. But to your point, if for me, helping my clients succeed mm-hmm. fulfills me, makes me happy.
2: Sure. Okay.
1: If for me, right, um, having me time meditating makes me happy, great. If for me, talking with some clients and for them to learn something new and for me learning something new makes me happy, great. Mm -hmm. This moment alone Mm -hmm. gives me the opportunity to not think about my next meeting, my trainings, and I had to prepare for this and this and that, and leave that on the side and really be mindfully present here Mm -hmm. with you in this conversation. That's meaningful. Yeah. Makes me happy too. So, a definition of what you do things mm. don't don't again don't 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 get it wrong in the sense that what is right or wrong, mm. because that again is determined by yourself. What we think is that society tells us what is right or wrong in the sense of yes, having millions of dollars in the bank accounts, <laughs> fulfilling it feels good, absolutely. But sure. if you are not enjoying life, which I have somebody in mind that he pushes all the time. But he's not fulfilled, even he say he is, when he works his off seven days a week, wonderful. But if that is not reflected in in the life, and I know that, Mm. and they are not fully happy, then what is the money for if you cannot use it to be happy or to really just to say, F it, I will have some me time because that's what fulfills me, and I don't even give a fuck what people would think about it. But we give a fuck what think people think about us yep. more than giving a fuck what I think about myself and what my needs are. And that is a true reality, my man. Yeah. And so what makes you happy, brother, what makes you fulfilling, is not the same that is for me. Mm-hmm. So I don't have to feel bad about it. I have to feel proud of you that you have found out right. that that is your core value. That is the key for you to be happy. But then, is it?
2: Mm.
1: Or is it something that you have to think about it or is something that... You see out there, and it's an ideal because you see other people being happy doing that.
0: Right. Right. I guess it comes down to how do you understand happiness because that's such a personal thing. It's like what you're, what I might think of as happy.
1: Oh, I'm happy. Well, but you know it when you feel it, is what you're saying. Totalmente. Right. Totally. Totalmente. Totalmente, mi amigo. I'm
0: yeah. learning Spanish. I love it. I can see that. I'm a little bit
1: of Spang- Spanglish here. <laughs> yeah, yeah I think,
0: I, I'll think be down. It's like this morning I said, buenos dias, and you said, buenos dias, uh, como esta? Sí, and yeah. I had no answer.
1: Muy buena pronunciación, my man, honestly. <laughs> Muy bueno? Muy buena pronunciación. Very good pronunciation. Oh, well,
0: yeah, thank you honestly, very much.
1: Yeah, very good. Product.
0: I'm a parrot. When I was a kid, I would always do shit like that. I would just imitate what I saw. That's probably how I got into media and that sort of thing.
1: But that's wonderful, man. Like, I mean, if if that again, it fulfills you. That's wonderful. You you were sharing with me that uh, this is something you're really passionate about.
0: Yeah, the podcast.
1: Yeah. So why?
0: I don't know, man. I think. Well, one thing is, it like it gets me away from what I've been doing for work. It gets me off the video camera. Yeah. You know, which I love video. But, I, but it's interesting. Sorry to interrupt yeah, you. No, but it's please. interesting
1: that you love video, but yet you are not. (laughs) if I'm if I'm not mistaken you're not comfortable being in the video for instance right now we can videotape this right eventually you will but you love more the intimacy of having the one-on-one conversation Mm -hmm. with the individuals and peers and friends and so on not being on the camera
0: I definitely I think it goes to this and you can tell me what you think about it it's like because videography video production is my business if I were to do a video podcast it would have to be top-notch, and that comes with a cost, because I'm not going to do it, so I'd have to uh, hire a crew. And people say, oh, just get one camera, just one camera, autofocus, let it, it's like, well, but I know there's so much more I can do with it, so I'm not going to do it until I can do it. But I was talking to uh, my friend Marcio Nunes, who actually owns this place, Mm -hmm. and uh, he said, I'm listening to your podcast, and I think you found your calling. Interesting. Yeah. And he's, he was someone that always pushed me to like, yes, you could be the videographer, but I want you to stop. I want you to hire a videographer and be the director, be the producer, be the, it's like, yeah, I know that's the goal, uh, but I guess this is that. It gives me where minimal technology to have to f- fuck around with. And then just <laughs> ideas and, and doing what's really a very natural thing to do. So, and you know, to, I guess, yeah, you asked me, it's a passion and it's just because it's a chance to just be expressive. And I spend a long time in my younger years not expressing uh, like this. A lot of writing and thinking, but not enough. And that's the end stage is like, you have to say what you think because you don't really know what you think. Right? Like,
1: <laughs> you mentioned something that still resonated in my head when you said, when you said this keyword. You said natural. Mm. It was natural to you. Hmm. And that's the missing link that we all need to understand. What is it natural to me? For it's natural to me is having these conversations. It yeah. comes natural to me, people trust me, people feel comfortable with me, yep. that people you know, connect with me, and I connect with them. That's natural. Yep. And so sometimes, we, and I'm saying this in my own experience, sometimes we need to, we I want to force. Things to happen a certain way just because it's the outcome that we want, Mm -hmm. but we don't understand is that nature itself, in its wisdom, even ourselves as humans beings, have natural gifts, you know, Mm. natural uh, self-values per se. And so I love the fact that you say this comes naturally to you, Mm. and that's why I feel because not I think and also feel that as your calling as well because. Uh, and correct me if I'm wrong because it comes natural to you you feel comfortable you don't have to overthink so much you just be yourself at the moment right there on the spot yeah
0: I think there's a, that's pretty well it. it it is natural for me to want to do this doesn't mean I'm really any good at it because I haven't done it for that long it doesn't matter it doesn't matter It. I was talking to, there's a bunch of ideas that I started talking about on this show that I kind of just forgot, but another one is like the path of least resistance to yourself.
1: Oh, a lot. you nail it on right? that one, man. Oh, it's like. Well
0: it's like there's a jazz piano player, Chick Corea. And he, <laughs> unfortunately, he just passed away recently, but I saw him live a long, long time ago. Oh, That's cool. Yeah, and he, there was a quote from him that he just said, he said, be yourself, because the more yourself you are, the more money you make you I, love that. you, <laughs> I know I love that's that. it's like you find that you find that line and on that line is you and your ideal self and yes. you just keep shooting it shooting that line right it's like
1: that's a very cool statement
0: it's incredible very nice and i i almost wonder if he wasn't kind of saying it like you know cuz there's that whole thing where musicians are these great creative artists and he's one of the best of all time and wow. then the music industry is so it grinds people up. It's greasy. It's you know. There's there's that whole thing. But maybe yeah. he was just saying, I just I just did what I, I played the music I had inside me, and <laughs> got rich and had a hell of a career.
1: Wow, good for him. Yeah. Nice. I'm also familiar with the guy, but I love jazz. Oh, okay. Maybe check I him out. Listened, yeah, I have listened some of his uh, maybe music before, but I don't see the name for sure. I will check that out. But that's... That's a very, way, a very nice way to put it, actually. Uh, and again, it's a, thank you for sharing, because sure. it's a kind of reminder to myself. Uh, because many times man, it happens that <laughs> I'm not being myself just because, I'm, again, overthinking how people will perceive me. Also, I'm not insecure anymore, but at first I was very insecure about mm. fitting in in society, right? right. Coming from a different culture and learning the language and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But that has, I really have moved on out of it. And to right. be honest with you, yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. I feel very comfortable being myself, and that's what makes us genuine, man. We all have certain magic within ourselves. The mm-hmm. problem is that we don't allow that magic to flourish, and we have to. It's let true. It.
0: That's the real tragedy. Yep. You yep. know, I wanted to ask you about that if you don't mind. You, yep. for those that are listening, like our first podcast really didn't hardly get any listens, so it's like we're starting fresh. It's like we. All
2: good.
0: <laughs> you came to Canada from El Salvador. Got it. About how long ago? País
1: de las Pupusas, man. The country Pupusas. Right on. Man.
0: Did, yeah. That was, two, <laughs> that was 2007 when you came, right? Am I right? Did I yeah, get that right? Yeah, oh, yeah. What a good friend I must be.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's only because I've, I heard sto- <laughs> I've heard the story a few times now. We did yes. the video, we did the podcast.
1: You've been great at that, by the way. You've been great at extracting uh, some of the emotional aspects of my life that mm-hmm. I want to touch in the video that we are producing, co mm-hmm. producing together which is coming up at the end of the year, hopefully. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, you did a great job on that one. Thank you. So absolutely. Thanks.
0: If you're enjoying this conversation, please subscribe on YouTube and give us a like. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please subscribe and leave a five-star review. And now, back to the conversation. I guess what I wanted to say in all that was like, you came over in 2007. How was your... My, my my real question that I'm curious about is like, how easy was it for you to assimilate, not assimilate, but how easy was it for you to join Canadian society? And were there, you can take this wherever you want, but like, were yeah. there moments where it was like, these guys are racist, they're not letting me in the door? Or was it like, I just got to be myself and go for it? Like, what was your experience?
1: That's a very good question. Actually, overall, it was a great experience because... When I decided to move here, I moved here for work. A uh, company brought me to a uh, food manufacturing company, mm. brought me to work here and with a bunch of other Latinos as well. Mm. And I would say I fit in sooner than most of my uh, peers because I really wanted them. I wanted to learn the language. Right. I have some basics and in English, but it's funny because the, I said it's funny because it is. the. English language that you learn that is more american like us it changed a little bit into the canadian one for mm-hmm. instance just simple things like center the way that is reading mm-hmm. in canadian sure. english is r e r e mm-hmm. right and the way that we learn is e r right and so it should be sound century but it sounds center. right? And so, getting just to those kind of words, for instance, be sure that, ah, you know, again, the devil is in the details, but you're you aware of it. You go, okay, I will be aware that to write down properly mm-hmm. for the Canadian, you know, English, uh, and to still pronounce the center, right? Another way to, for instance, to ask for a simple coffee, uh, may I have, please? Very politely, mm-hmm. whereas people ask, I want a coffee, I want a double-double, whatever it is, may I have, please? So that's something else that I mm. learned is how people notice that, even with my heavy accent. Right. At the time it was heavier. <laughs> uh, people notice that, and people appreciate that. And so for me, I wanted to learn more about. It. I want to learn more about uh, the culture, uh, the history of mm-hmm. Canada, and embrace it. So that aspect, was easy. What is funny about discrimination? Yes, I have suffered discrimination before. What is funny? I have, I have not suffer, I would say suffer, I have received discrimination. Okay. What is funny about it, is it has been from other minorities. Interesting. Yeah, not from the Caucasian individuals. Uh, and so that's interesting indeed. Uh, that is. One or twi- once or twice I received it from Caucasian individuals, uh, uh, you know, seniors per se, they have certain mindset in certain way. Sure. But hasn't been that offensive but the ones that you could perceive was actually a different <laughs> work uh, experiences where there were other minorities involved and they had supervisory positions at the time uh, and it was interesting because I feel that they felt that you were a competition to them hmm. you know and so it was interesting because some of these minorities showcased their insecurities uh, by behaving in certain way that shouldn't be the way that they should be behaving, particularly positions, people in positions of uh, uh, management and supervisory roles. Okay. But overall, I, mean, I love I love the Canadian society. Uh, I love the culture. <laughs> as crazy as winter can be here. I love how diverse every city, every province mm-hmm. in this beautiful country is. Yeah. And therefore, also people. People behave in different way. And I think that will resonate with you if you've been in Toronto and spent one week in Toronto. Right. Uh, Whereas for visit or business, also Vancouver, hmm. Edmonton, Calgary, very different, very different vibe, mm-hmm. very different uh, behaviors.
0: Right. Yeah. And I wonder if it's easier for you to see that because you're coming from a a strange land, you know, a foreign land. And you, you know, I I would probably agree that there's different vibes in all those cities, but it's not as obvious to me. But you're saying maybe. It's more, maybe it's easier for you to pick up on that.
1: I don't know if it's easy. It's, I think it's based on experience. For instance, in Montreal, uh, when I was in Montreal, if there was an area where it's touristic and you know, I was in restaurants, people treat you very nicely. Right. And overall, people treat you very nicely. But uh, is that a reality, for instance, of French and English? That unfortunately, happens, right? And so you find people that they want to stop on the streets if you need any directions, for instance. No, really. Toronto is the same way because people are go, 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 right? So corporate.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: Vancouver is not as Toronto, but can be that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas Edmonton and Calgary, I found that people are warmer. Mm-hmm. Even the city is colder in terms of the weather. <laughs> people are warmer that way. Uh, I find myself that that's interesting. What I will say that helps me is not to compare, but somehow align the experience of the Latin American culture sure. with North America in terms of family values. Even people say that uh. they have family values. One thing is that they say it, another thing is how they showcase cases, right? Mm. And you can see clearly that in, in the actions taken by, for instance, individuals. With all respects, individuals kicking their sons and daughters when they're 18. And then comes full circle again where these individuals are seniors and their sons and daughters getting out to senior home. Right. Home cares, right? When they are seniors. And in Latin America, you don't see it that way. In Latin America, you see, uh, for instance, we are family values in the sense, we practice sense family values in the sense that you will see big families living together. And yet, you are demanded, okay, you need to be independent. Hmm. But also, if you want to live at home until you are in your 20s, that's okay. I wouldn't recommend them to you or your man, because I left my home when I was 23, okay? Too early? No, I feel, I feel that was the right time, okay. to be honest with you. But that's how I felt it, because I really needed my independence. Mm. But there are people that, depends how they, they are in their families, that's another thing, too, man. Mm-hmm. I, I had a little bit of verbal, I'm not saying a lot of verbal abuse growing up with my aunt. Oh. very grateful uh, that she pretty much raised me, but it wasn't the best experience for somebody that really wanted to, you know, as always, been oh. big and all the stuff, but I'm okay. <laughs> I'm getting good with those terms to let it, that pass go. Um, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. That's so true, man. Yeah. But the point here is, you see families that they still live together. They allow their sons and daughters to extend their wings when they feel it's the right time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And also, when they become seniors, parents become seniors, typically you will see that they live at home with Interesting. their sons and daughters or, or some one son and their spouse mm-hmm. uh, her spouse, or his spouse take them. Yep. Or you know, they they live in different houses, they have different sons and daughters. Uh, but you've seen more of that family value, right? And at one point yeah they put into senior homes when they're really elder, but not immediately. It's just again no no saying one thing is better than another. other. Mm-hmm. It's just I can see that that warmth that uh, family that closeness is is there, is there it's different for us than it is for for North American society.
0: Hmm. That's really interesting I never thought about the correlation between booting your teenage son out early and then you know 50 60 years later or 40 30 years later he then boots you out of your own house so to speak into yep. that's something to me like what actually might be the one of the biggest problems in our in our Western society or North American society is the breakdown of the family, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's not, it's, maybe the kicking the, the kid out is not so bad, but maybe it is. If he's not ready, he's not ready. And he's going to learn a lot of hard lessons. He's not going to get financially stable. Yep. Especially if he's taking out loans to go to school and then work to pay that, all that shit. And then this is not something I've experienced per se, but like, yeah, putting the seniors in that senior home, There's something very sad about that. Like I was lucky that both my grandfathers lived at home until they passed away. Yeah,
1: that's wonderful, man. It is,
0: and I guess both my grandmothers eventually moved into. It wasn't. It was like a, a seniors friendly condo, so they were still very independent. Cool, and we were close by, and yeah. So I haven't seen that, but it really occurred. It really. When I've, I went to an old folks' home uh, at Remembrance Day to shoot a, a story for City News with this war vet who, God, the guy must have been 100 years old. Oh, wow. And he just said, well, my one son's here, my other son's here. I just thought, how? And I, I'm not saying, like you said, it's, I don't know if it's better or worse, but like, yeah. don't you think there's something where you, to separate a, a child from the grandfather? Isn't, wouldn't that, couldn't that be a real problem? uh, Sorry, just to finish the thought, if everybody across the country is, there's a trend there where the generations are just being.
1: Absolutely. To be honest with you, actually, there are statistics that has been shown by different studies, again, going to happiness, right? Some of the most Hmm. happiest places in the world. Actually, they showcase Latin America instead of North America, for instance. Here in North America, of course, we have beautiful things, right? Sure. Um, You know, top technology, whether it's nice, we drive... Nice cars, nice cell phones, whatever.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> but uh, the fundamentals of happiness, again, man, we are individuals walking out there and talking about all of us here, mm-hmm. in, uh, Focus again in, in, everywhere.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We, we are emotional racks, man. We honestly, we are damaged emotionally yeah. since we're growing up. And part of that is the trauma that individuals have been kicked off and jailed at by their own parents and that resentment is resentment, resentment. is growing with them right during their lifetime and what is the time for them to pay back now's my turn and, and even they don't think it that way but that's the way that they been tough
0: well, yeah cuz like, like, that's own, that's
1: absolutely. what you did
0: is not what we do
1: and that is very sad because to your point yes because families are separated by families are segregated by the traumas that we all carry on and justify the actions and behaviors that we have in right. our lives and say, "Oh, I'm this way because of this right again goes back to justifying why you do certain things and the way that you do it mm-hmm. Which has a justification yes a reason no because we can change it um, to your point again that's sad man I, I believe mm-hmm. that if we focus on what makes us happy, and again, in the emotional connection that we have as a human beings, particularly in our families, right. it is important to nurture that. And believe me, personally, myself, I'm, I'm, I'm working on it because, yes, I have resentments still with my aunt, but I have learned to let it go.
2: Hmm. It
1: is, I'm not saying anything here that I'm not putting into practice, and I'm not saying anything here that I'm sharing personally mm-hmm. that I'm not uh, challenging myself with. Sure. And even during this, uh, even to today. Mm-hmm. Um, but the studies have shown uh, from different universities and also uh, big organizations like Inc., for instance, mm. uh, that even people that live with less uh, material things that we live in North America, for instance, in show studies have shown that their families are together right. and they live in warmer places and they have all this freedom to go places in Latin America, for instance, they show that people have 50, 70% higher rank of happiness than the ones that we live here in North America. And that tells you also wow. because we are very independent society. For instance, in my own experience, uh, having a significant order, mm-hmm. we all want to strive and be be our very best professionally, right? right? But somehow that creates a little bit of competition. and. Also, we are very independent. So many times, we're trying to say this, many times we think so individually and not collectively. And that provides a little bit of friction into, into society, into the person that we interact with, because mm-hmm. we feel jealousy about somebody doing certain things in a certain way, or right. not doing certain things in a certain way, and we don't really see an opportunity to, okay, collectively working on this and growing together. Most, most of the time it's individually. Oh, I'm very independent. Mm. I'm very independent, man. I'm very independent, women and that's the mentality and that's the mentality of society you can do it yourself good with yourself on your own that's why you have a lot of people unhappy out there mm-hmm. yeah to the eyes of society very successful right <laughs> but are you
0: are you yeah that's right. a good question
1: so that's again is something that you can just answer yourself and the best way to do it is just again man looking for something that naturally comes to you right
0: absolutely And Because that that thing that comes to you naturally, that should in turn benefit the collective, right? If everybody was just doing what came naturally to them, this is a bit simplified, but really, if you were just being yourself, Mm. whatever you could offer would be the one thing that you could offer that would benefit the collective. So I've been thinking a lot about this lately, and it's funny because I totally am starting to do a a bit of a 180 in my head where – I've been talking on the podcast about, you know, systemic racism and mm. systemic oppression a little bit, and it I've boiled it and boiled it down in my head to this divide between individualism and collectivism, and mm. it's like, to me, individualism is the way forward, or so I thought. Be yourself, take on full personal responsibility, act in your own best interest, but is there something that I'm missing here, because you touched on it first, was like the collective, the collective is... Is it really the case that we're all stronger if the collective is stronger? Do you think? Should we be working to benefit the collective as much as we work for ourselves? And is that what's missing?
1: No. Okay. I don't think so because, um, and well, honestly, that's what is so cliche out there and what it sounds beautiful. But how can you be something good to the collective if you're not that good to you individually? And that's the problem. Right. We're thinking about the happiness of others. And not ourselves, sure. and it's just a fine line because this might sound contradictory to what I just said. Sure, but it's just a fine line in understanding that you need to be happy within yourself first, mm. looking for your happiness first, happiness first, and then have those terms as great values for you. Grow yourself first, mm. yourself first,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and then look at the way that you can help the other person too whether it's significant other, business, whoever out there. Right. And not to be so self aware so much aware of the collective more than self aware of you. Hmm. Because in the end, it's like it my sounds cliché, but that example of when we used to fly. <laughs> You're on the airplane, the first instruction is if there's a you know if it's a turbulence, right? right. And the masks are released, you need to saved yourself uh, have the mask put in yourself mm-hmm. safely first before you help another person okay and so it applies to everything
0: interesting put your own mask on first before you
1: nowadays actually it works so well ah, right because yeah you know and this is and they and yeah and they in nowadays in the way that the the that we are still doing things now but yeah man you need to we need to start with ourselves first. It's not our way around. We need to be a little bit selfish on that, mm-hmm. but also understanding that that also helps the collective good and the long term.
0: Right. And that, I still believe that. I just, what you said was like, yeah, and I believe that. And that's the heroes, that classic hero narrative that I was talking you about before, where it's like you you deal with your own shit, you deal with your own traumas, you go on that quest to essentially find yourself or as close to as you can. Then you come back around and then you see if you can't maybe do something to help other people. I just wonder, is there, like we were talking about putting seniors in a, in a senior center, maybe we could think of other examples where it's like, is people, are people just going on that quest? Because the hero quest is a circle where you come back to the community where you started, but is, are we missing that final turn to come back and look around and say, and this is so general, right? Like it, maybe people are doing this, but why? We're seeing a lot of problems in our society. Homelessness, for one, is, there, is, there, is that final step missing? You know, where it's like, you do have to turn around and you can't change the world, but could you maybe make an improvement in your neighborhood, in yeah. your city?
1: I think that for us, it's very easy to judge. Mm. You know, other people in societies, for instance. Right. I think it goes back to really value and counting our blessings. You am saying this way because for instance for society we are very fortunate to live in, in a wonderful country mm-hmm. that is people that are still not happy with the way that governments are doing things but in the biggest scheme of things there are parts of the world that are nearly as privileged as we are here. Right. What some of the challenges that our society and our cities have is an opportunity for us as citizens mm-hmm. to do something about it, but also not to run something trying to solve the problems of the world, but just being narrow-focused on what you can do immediately in helping someone. And that someone might be just a friend, for instance, mm-hmm. that need to be listened to, that have, unfortunately has had that experience that their friends they have uh, suicides um, suicide right. thoughts yeah. and just a conversation one or two hours putting away of that mm-hmm. and that feels good You, without you even thinking about it you had done something good you're somebody that needed a moment and that person trusts you mm-hmm. you listen to it for bigger problems like that, we need also to see a bigger reasons of why the problem happens in the first place. Right. And sometimes, to be honest with you, it's not a society, but also is, again, individual decisions. And we cannot just judge somebody the why has going so, unfortunately, to going to homeless, homelessness, mm-hmm. because maybe it's something related to addiction, it's something related to mental health and many other reasons. So, but that person needs to have the willing to come out of it. And there is, there is cases that there is people that have been reinstated into society, sure. but because they had taken the first step to be willing themselves to help themselves first mm-hmm. and willing other people to help them too. And that goes to everybody that we interact with, one way or another. Again, it starts with us, but because if we are so worried about anything else out there, I guess we'll get so much distracted and, and missing the point mm-hmm. because, again, to see how can you do better for you? And then how can help others?
0: That's well said. That's really well said. I, and I think that is the issue. It's, it's all the issues are on a personal, like psychological level. And then we see the trends, right? And I really like what you said. And I believe I'm starting to believe that more where, you know, we talk about systemic you have barriers put up against you because of your skin color. It's like, okay, fine. But the least that I can do... As I like my skin color, man. Well, I know. I, know. <laughs> I wish I was that tall. Thanks. I, it's like the best that we can do for other people is just to not stand in the way, right? It's like mm. open that door, show them the door. You can't hold their hand and take them through the door. Yeah. But maybe that's... You, I think, really, I still believe this. You yourself have to have that willingness to change, to take that step towards the door. And the best I can do or anybody can do is just not to stand in the way. It's just like, there's the answer, but you need to
1: get up on your feet. Absolutely. Uh, Also, being tolerant, you know, Mm -hmm. we, about that loving each other, we don't take it that far. If we are aware, again, but we are different mm-hmm. and we are so judgmental by nature we all are we yeah. all are yeah. one way or another without even thinking we judge or inner circle or whatever And even people say don't be judgmental oh, come on like come on Impossible. that's cliche no yeah but if you are be yourself aware of it and say no i don't have to do that right because there's thoughts that we battle they are not our thoughts just thoughts that are out there and so absolutely you need to 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 you know Be control of that and, again, channel your energy and your thoughts towards good, positive, uplifting things. Mm. Part of that is tolerance, right? We might be judgmental in the skin color and the way people talk and the way people behave, different cultures that do different things. Uh, Even myself, that has happened. Then I go, oh, my gosh, this person's doing that or these people doing this and that. We all do, Mm -hmm. whether you want to admit it or not. But getting the point to think... Okay, hold on, why am I thinking this way? Why? I don't have any reason or right to think that way. <laughs> then let it go and then be tolerant. If they do it that way, mm-hmm. for whatever reason, X or Y reason, X or Y reason, then it's, it's their own reason. Right. So be tolerant about it. I think that the key is that. If we are more tolerant, of course, be aware that somebody is behaving in a way that is not right to the way that we all want to live fulfilling lives and be happy and have that respect for others, then it's something that needs to be addressed, right? Because mm-hmm. vandalism and violence is not something that would be justified by X or Y group of people mm. to do certain things just because they feel that that's the right way thing to do, that is absolutely not acceptable. Mm. Where tolerance comes is that you and I are different, you and I have different sets of values and experiences mm-hmm. that set us apart, yet we can have this conversation one-on-one and find common ground where you and I can agree on something, disagree in some others, mm-hmm. but having that level of tolerance to see each other's point of view. Simple, not easy to do, but simple.
0: Simple in principle, right? It's like, oh, I love what you said, it's like, yes, tolerance and be aware that just because of the way the fact that we're human i'm gonna i'm gonna make a judgment on you whether I like it or not whether yep. you like I, but it doesn't matter if i don't act on it and if i don't you know like x y z about roberto <laughs> great just don't maybe don't say that to him for one thing and don't mm-hmm. don't treat him any differently because of mm-hmm. maybe try and get to know him like you say find the common ground like like we did like. When we first spoke on the phone, and your voice is, is so deep, right? And just thank uh, you, appreciate oh, that. Hey, a, I think you <laughs> should yeah. be doing the podcast. No, no. I appreciate yeah. that. Thanks. Yeah, but that I, I couldn't see you, and we're speaking on the phone, and I was intimidated. I'm like, Oh, this guy's a big shot. Were you? Yeah, oh, definitely. Oh, come on, man. I was the like, this, this guy's a big shot. This guy's gonna want the world. This guy, this and that. And then we met a few hours later for a coffee, and it was like we were by the end of that coffee, it was like we were like we'd known each other forever. Yeah. You, do you
1: remember that? Absolutely. You know, I don't. This is fascinating because your experience was different than me. And interesting. Sometimes, man, <laughs> I have a... I don't know, man. Sometimes I remember things very well. Sometimes I don't. And to be honest with you, to that point, I don't even remember that we talked or mm. we shot over the phone first before we met for coffee, which okay. I really appreciate you always bringing that fresh to me. But it's, it's, it's very interesting that you share that experience because... Mm. The experience at the coffee place, I remember, yes. Yeah. I remember our interaction. But I didn't have the sense that you were intimidated by me at <laughs> all, hey, oh, man. Well, once That's I saw funny.
2: you, I was. <laughs> <laughs> Come on.
1: <laughs> Come on. Well, you're a big guy. Well, <laughs>
0: no, but it was like, oh, he's actually, because immediately it was like you were freaking wearing a suit, I think, probably, or probably, the vest. Yeah. And yeah. It was yeah. a handshake and even a hug maybe, right? And then it was like, oh, this is who this guy is. He's not a, you know, he's not a voice. I judged you by one
2: element.
1: Absolutely. But you know what? It's One of my virtues, uh, I love my voice and a lot of people actually does and it's one of my, my gifts. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually have done voice over for uh, radio and television before. Not many people know that. Um, but it has happened in the past. Actually, there's people that think that I'm somebody older. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is people that have, again, that have been intimidated by me also mm-hmm. over the phone. Uh, and they actually have said it to me. But there's people that keep it to themselves. So right. I'm very lucky yep. that, like you, I have few people that have that experience. Mm-hmm. Not because I want them to have that experience, but because naturally happens that they just feel that way, you know? Yeah.
0: It's, yeah. I guess it's good for you to know. It's like that's the power that you
1: have. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. You
0: told me on the phone a couple of weeks ago that, like, I am intimidating maybe because of my facial expressions yep. or body language. Yeah. You have to be aware. I'm not necessarily going to change. No. I don't because then I wouldn't be me. Absolutely. But I can be aware as like, what am I doing right now? How am I facing this person? Am I smiling? Have I smiled since I've walked into this room yet? Like,
1: you know. Very good, very good. Actually, you do that because also that is something to be aware, so people feel comfortable with you. Right. But also not overdo it so much that you miss the link of being yourself. Right. That's that's very true because I know certain one of my clients actually they are a couple. Uh, we are building a brand for them. And some, actually, we're doing some uh, video ads for them as well. Right on. Uh, so, Michael, actually, he can be intimidated sometimes if people don't get to know him.
2: Oh, At big, first, big
1: yeah, guy. The big yeah. guy, yeah. Because he's a big guy, like a big bear, right? And really, dogs. Yeah. He He's serious. You will get intimidated just because of his body language. Sure. But once you get to know him, he's a soft, the bear, you know? I mean, don't get me wrong. He's a nice, sharp individual, but mm-hmm. also has that virtue of his personality then is warm and approachable. Yes. And knowing that you have that, then use it uh, so to your advantage. So I don't see intimidation or people being intimidated, to be honest with you, as a something mm. wrong. I think there's something cool because you create a memory in their lives.
0: Absolutely. I mean, that's where you really become so aware of how limited we are we are by our perception, you know, by our own mind. It's like what we experience through perception is, you know, it's like, uh, you good for time? A couple more minutes. Yep. Absolutely. Okay, cool. Yeah. So it's like, you know how like the visible light spectrum is, is like this much of how much radiation, like we can only see a certain amount. It's like we're really only equipped to see what's really the most important is like, is that thing going to kill me? I don't think so. Is that thing going to kill me? I don't think so. How can I get some food? You know, it's like that's kind of the, I know I'm simplifying it, but that's really, we're just an organism that's built to survive, like you said, through hunting, yeah. uh, pursuit of a goal, um, you know, some social socializing is like what, what is really the most important information and how can I use it? And so it's so easy for me to just put you in a box. Mm. Oh, foreign accent, deep voice, wears a suit. I don't know. I don't know about this guy, but then talk to a guy for an hour, yeah. find that common ground.
1: Yeah, no, you got a very good point on that. Um, again, I, I think that, uh, yeah, don't be so judgmental at first and be willing to mm-hmm. just learn from an individual. Also, I think that because we are survivors and we are you know, thinking about surviving by nature, many times we don't think about a striving. Hmm. And I think the key is that like us, for instance, we're looking for a striving and that requires a little more effort. And most people, they're just looking to go by, die. And we sometimes think that way, I guess, but we need to change that Like uh, what, what are your talents, right? What are you striving at and why? And if you're being gifted with some natural talents, mm-hmm. You have not just the right, but most importantly, you have the responsibility to share those talents. Right. And we are so selfish and lazy that we don't want to do the work, we don't want to even put ourselves out there. Yeah. And that selfishness, that is not a good selfishness, is not allowing our talents to be connecting mm-hmm. with other talents, with other people, because we are here to learn, And every day we're learning and we are improving ourselves. Mm-hmm. But what is beautiful is that you help somebody else improve their own lives, right. And one way or another, also that comes back and, and helps you, you know. So, again, it goes back to striving and not surviving. Mm-hmm. I think that's key for us. And in doing that, we will be more willing and open-minded to learn experience, uh, to share experiences, and to learn from each other.
0: Beautiful. There's a quote that says, and I'm going to butcher it, my mom always reminds me of it. It's man's grasp or a man's reach. Man's reach, shit. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm glad that she reminds you quite yeah, often. Yeah. <laughs> and
0: she's gonna remind me after she listens to this, my oh God, idiot no son. Kidding. Yeah, no. You can call her now. and
1: Say, hey, mom. What is the honestly? What is the, the what is the code that you you saying yeah, so often to me? Then I can't even. Remember. Yeah, that
0: I, I clearly I'm not listening. Man's reach, man's grasp must exceed his reach. Meaning we have to always be reaching for, mm. for what we'll never really grasp and the, the end of the quote is or else what's a heaven for? Mm. What is heaven if not that thing that we just keep and you are selfish you're a selfish person for not trying.
1: Totally. There is another quote for instance that I disagree with which is the sky is the limit. <laughs> I disagree with that quote and I'll tell you why because it is so cliche but is it? No, it's not. Because it's again. It's like a, that code is meant for you not to put limits, but it's limiting you. Because if you think about the sky, sure. the sky is open. Right. And if we were limited by that code alone, that code alone, we wouldn't be able to discover space. So yeah. there's no limits. You once you go to the sky, mm-hmm. you keep going. Right. You go into a space, and this space is vast and infinite. It's so extensive that there's no limits. So that is that is for me. The quote will be: "The sky is not a limit." No. right? It just really goes. Once you 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 go over the sky, then out of the atmosphere is the space, and then then you can resonate the quote from uh, Les Brown, mm. which, which he said, and quote: "Should for the moon, because even if you miss, you will end up among the stars." Yeah, and like him, like you know, Jim Jim Brown, which was. A uh, former, uh, former mentor for Tony Robbins and Darren Hardy mm-hmm. and some other big individuals. You learn so much about these individuals that unfortunately they're f- not physically with us anymore in this world. Mm. Dr. Wen Dyer is another one which I can definitely bring to the table. Uh, and like them, a lot of great individuals that you find books and nowadays lots of great resources on the internet and online and on YouTube. And you learn from these virtual mentors and you just apply that into your life. Right. You know, because knowledge is not power. It's action.
0: Knowledge is action?
1: Knowledge is not power. Okay. Those people say knowledge is power. Yeah. It's actually action. It's actually implementing implementing the knowledge Mm -hmm. put into action. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. What
0: good is it if you know something, if you're not going to do something about it?
1: you know totally totally absolutely and it's good to know don't get me wrong but what is the point to know so much and to, to read 50 books in a year if you're not going to apply the principles that are teaching in those books and most people do that like come on man you want to impress me that you read 50 books and you know that's all it. this knowledge effort like how much of that are you applying yeah and, and that's part of what i'm doing if i say if i'm reading this book and if i learning something Am I actually applying what I'm learning or just when I put it in my belt and I have read these 25 books and, ah, oh, so cool, right? I'm yeah. close to be, uh, you know, <laughs> close to the other typical CEO that's, that sure. reads 52 books, one per week. Right, right. I've heard yeah. all that. So, no, it's like I can read 10 books in a year, 25 books in a year. But if I apply the principles that I teach on those books and make it, you know, implement them as a habit in my life, Right. then it's what really having the benefit out of it.
2: Oh,
0: perfect and like yeah, it's an ego thing I think in some ways yeah yeah, yeah. I read 52 books this year it's like great but also it's like if you know yeah knowledge whatever the quote is it's better to put knowledge into action for and that's what power is yes but there it's also good to have some, some understanding too it's like I might read a book that I do nothing about like I read Robinson Crusoe over the summer which is like that book's 400 years old and I, I don't know what I got out of it but the magic of reading that book is—I'm transported back 400 years to, to to think how they thought, and well,
2: there,
0: there, there's no wrong. There's no amount of reading that I would ever say you shouldn't read, mm. you know. But definitely think about why you're reading.
1: Absolutely, and, and to your point, I think that you get out of the book, and was precisely that—you were transported to time, in time, mm-hmm. back 400 years or whatever time at the time. Mm-hmm. And you have to experience what was like, right? And that yeah. applies to everything that we watch. And, and it's okay that we entertain ourselves because even in entertainment, we learn something, right? Sure. So to your point, yes, absolutely. Grab a book, grab something that you know, is good for you. But for me, to be honest with you, it's all about personal development. For me, I yep. find that that is, that is something that I'm really delighted by. It's like a food to my brain. Uh, I just feel more prone to read a book about personal development mm-hmm. than read any other book. But there's people that write that. And mm-hmm. like yourself, for instance, nothing wrong with it. Contrary. I like those kind of books, too. Mm. Because, you know, it determines me, it stimulates my creativity in my mind, which is fantastic at the same time.
0: Damn right. Roberto, let's, let's leave it there for now. If people want to maybe contact you about the digital agency, how can they do that?
1: Absolutely, my man. They can contact me on LinkedIn. LinkedIn. LinkedIn is the number one platform and I'm very big supporter of LinkedIn and I should teach also companies and individuals how to use LinkedIn to connect more meaningful, locally and internationally as well. So they can connect, me, connect with me, uh, Roberto Alas. You can just find me on Roberto Alas. Google Roberto Alas. Edmonton, Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll appear there on LinkedIn. Also on Instagram is Alas Roberto. Roberto Alas, sorry, Roberto Alas underscore one. Okay. I believe.
0: No worries. I can put that in the in the notes. Perfect. Yeah. People so you can find, find me
1: on Instagram and also uh again, LinkedIn and Instagram. Those will be the two platforms to connect with me. Beautiful. So, yeah, no, thank you so much, Patrick. Always a pleasure having these conversations with you, my friend.
0: Couldn't have said it better. Thanks for your time, Roberto. I can't wait to uh keep on working with you in the future.
1: Looking forward as well, my man. Alrighty. Cheers.
0: Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the North Bank Media Podcast. If you enjoy this conversation, please subscribe on YouTube and give us a like. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please subscribe as well and leave a five-star review.